Welcome back to the Vet SOS Show brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Remember, don't drown the sea in transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. Mark, I hope you're ready. We got another great episode coming today. We got uh, Tiffany Marchink with us. She's going to be dropping some great information on us and telling us about her amazing podcast. Can't wait to hear more about that as we get into it. How are you doing today, Mark? Morning, everyone. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, couldn't be better. If uh, I did, I'd be dead. So um, <laughs> thanks for joining us. And uh, man, yeah, I'm super excited. Um, we've just had some really great guests. So be sure to share this out right to your network as well. Um, but also keep your ears open for these bombs that are going to be dropped because I know Tiffany's got some. So thanks yep. for joining in. Yep. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. We appreciate all the support you guys have been giving us. We're here at VetSOS to try to share information about the organizations and the people out here in our community trying to help us. We ask that, you know, if you're not pairing your channels with us on Restream and putting this out as original content, please do. If you don't know how, hit us up at hashtag pairing and we'll let you know how to do it. It's very simple. It comes out as original content on your channels. So without further ado, Tiffany is retired Army, where she served as a religious affairs NCO, recruiter, and instructor. Uh, she's the host, producer, and publisher of the Medal of Honor podcast, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories of courage, strength, and perseverance of service members. Tiffany, we're so glad you joined us today. How are you doing? Uh, I'm going to go with Mark. I couldn't be any better, and if I were, I'd be dead. I like that. <laughs> I like that. A whole lot of talk about death today on the show. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, we're, what we're saying is we're glad we're not dead. That's what Mark and I meant. There you go. There you go. <laughs> nice yeah, recovery. I, yeah. Either, either that or, or if we that. were, we'd, we'd be up there. So, hey, yep. either way either way, you win. It's a win. There you go. Heck yeah. <laughs> so let, let's start with, you know, you had a career in the Army. What makes you want to give back to the veteran community aside from having served all those years? Well, you just told my answer. Uh, I think, I think because it's my computer, my, my community, I think that, you know, one of the biggest things that I think that all veterans will say is that serving in the military is a sense of camaraderie community and you, you gel together in those relationships. I can meet a stranger but because they're also either a service member or a veteran, there's an automatic connection and relationship that's established with that. So that right there is, is motivating. If I can't, I, I may not be able to relate to a lot of people, but I do know the community that I came from. That That's fantastic answer. And I, I think that that instant camaraderie is key. You know, if you're a veteran, you're a veteran, you're going to have that instant camaraderie. It may be in the form of some tasteless jokes or uh, putting down your service, but nevertheless, uh, it is definitely an instant camaraderie that I, I think makes our community so special. Yes. Yeah. So, so that, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask. So, I mean, you had your career, you had your first career, right? Your military career. And then as you get out, you're looking for ways to give back and plug in to the community. Can you tell us kind of what was your experience going from active duty to civilian sector? Well, the, the biggest thing that it was a struggle and it, it still is a little bit. It's been uh, three and a half years uh, since I've been out. And here's what my biggest struggle is. And I think it's a common thread is finding your identity 
because whether you spent four years in the military as a from 18 to 22 um, age or you spent a longer amount of time in the military for those four years or 24 years in my case you didn't you were told who you are you were told what to do and so I turned 20 years old in basic training so I didn't I went into the military not knowing who I was and then I spent 24 years having Uncle Sam tell me who I was. So n- then I got out. I was 44 years old. And I didn't know who I was. So I was basically a 20-year-old again going, okay, so what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Who am I? What am I going to become? What am I going to do? And finding that answer has been a struggle. And so um, some experience, I mean, and I'll even say some people, there are a few people who before exiting the military again after what however whatever that length of time is they there are a select few people who can say when i get out this is what i'm going to do and this is how i'm going to go about it but i think for the majority of people we're clueless so it's a matter of finding out here's the skill set that i have that i gained from the military how can i use this outside the military so um yeah it was a struggle for me I, yeah, that's a theme we've heard time and time again on, on this show for sure. Um, and I know I was in the same boat. I mean, when time to get out, there are literally thousands of things you qualify for uh, between education, training, experience. Then you just got to figure out, you know, what do you what do you want to do when you grow up? And and like you said, there are there are those those people, a small, smaller percentage, I think, that know exactly what they want to do. They, they want to either continue in their field or they know exactly how they're going to transition, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that highlights the importance of taking that time. And, and the other thing you brought up that we've heard before as well is the struggle. And uh, one of our guests had talked about how really we're always in transition mm-hmm. you know, because from the military to a regular civilian life, that that is night and day in many cases. And, and so I, I think you, you highlighted that very well, that it's a, it's a constant transition and you're still every day figuring out more and more who you are, what you want to be and, and where you're going to go. Do you, do you think that that is the case for you? Yes, absolutely. And I, I will say, too, it's not that you're saying forget the Army, the Navy, whatever branch you were in. You're not saying forget everything I learned because you there are some great takeaways that you can take into your civilian life. Um, There's also some great things that you can intentionally say, forget that. I'm not doing that. There's probably more of those than the things I'm taking with me, but um, yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's finding that skill set. And for me, I think that was one of the biggest things too. Well, I think the biggest struggle was the identity thing of just knowing who I am Mm -hmm. because in the military, we meet each other face to face in a uniform. I'm going to size you up in like 10 seconds of what my opinion is of you based upon your rank, the awards and decorations. Did you deploy? Did you not deploy? And I have an instant opinion opinion of you. And a lot of times we let it stop there. And, and that's c- kind of what I like to do. Uh, we'll probably talk about it later, but that's kind of what I do for the podcast is to say, forget those things, forget the the uniform. Who are you and how did you handle the struggles that you encountered? 
I don't care if you got two purple hearts and a, you know, bronze star with a V device. Um, that's great. I'd rather hear the story about how that purple heart was awarded to you. Like what happened and how did you grapple with that circumstance and the, the and the uh, leftovers of, of that. That's a, that's a great point. And to your point at, I know a lot of us uh, NCOs were disappointed when the black boots went away because you could instantly size up somebody by the yes. how their boots looked, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. You just opened up a can of worms. Let me tell you something. I loved the black boots. Um, like, if I can't see my reflection in your boots, go work on that and we'll talk later kind of thing. Oh, you're shaking your head at me. But that's, I mean, I feel like not just with the... <laughs> Dang it. Why did you say that? <laughs> no, I no, mean, I'm not disagreeing. I worked in the, in a command section, so mine were always polished. <laughs> yes. But and I was agreed, in the command yeah. section. So I, the, I, those, that first day or two of going and doing a field exercise was hard. Cause I'd be like, no, I got a sharp razor blade here in my sleeve and across the back. My, you can see your reflection And that first day or two in the field. I'm like, Oh, I can't do this. But then once you get them dirty and you're, you have no more crease, you're like, ah, oh, forget it. But I feel like we went from having those polished boots um, and razor sharp sleeves to pajamas because you can't iron them supposedly because of the chemical within the uniform. And you don't, you, there's no reflection in those boot, those new boots. So, yeah. So it, it so it, and I and I think I think that did play an impact on the culture of the military too, because I remember in certain commands, like when I was in Germany, there would be a random Friday where we'd do an in-ranks inspection, and the first sergeant would pick the best uniform of each platoon and then decide between those platoons who gets the rest of the day off. So you it, it motivated you to work on your appearance and make your appearance look better. Um, but now it's like, ah, this is just what I wear. Cause I have to. <laughs> well, you said something very, uh, I think very important, which is, you know, being able to know who you are, identify who you are. And, you know, the military does a great job of breaking you down. I see there's a dichotomy, right? Because mm -hmm. you're a civilian, and you come in, you get indoctrinated through boot or basic. Um, <clears throat> you, you learn all of the things that you need to, the culture, right, of the military. And you, and, and you really kind of give yourself up, right, at mm -hmm. that point in time, who you yeah. are. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they rebuild you. You get your training, you go to tech or, or you know, MOS school, whatever. I can't remember what they call it. <laughs> AIT. You, AIT, must, be yeah, Air, that's you right. must be Air Force. Yes, I am. Yeah, tech school. Uh -huh. um, AIT. So, but right, then you begin to kind of like slowly get back on that journey and that path of, of who you are. I think the military should do maybe a little bit better job of career coaching, right? And I think for, you know, senior NCOs like Sean Yu, um, you know, a lot of the senior officer ranks, like they, they get it. And I think that they do their own right seeking out because they have that understanding and that perception or, or maybe that self-realization, right. Of what they mm -hmm. need to be doing. Um, and so, but I think the military, it would be good for them to have even a program to like say, okay, so here we're developing you in the ranks, right. From 
junior enlisted to senior enlisted, senior NCO or, or officers, right? But um, it's not really geared towards, okay, what you're doing, your MLS, your AFSC, whatever your, you know, your career field is, is that what you want to continue doing? How do you, you know, translate that into a job on the outside, right? Effectively, Mm -hmm. not just like, okay, here's how you do it. (laughs) Right. Here's how you do the job, but how do you transition that along the way? Because if somebody's in for 20 years, there's plenty of time to, to achieve that. It's almost like saying, here's your dash 10 or here's your, you know, your manual, your basic manual of what you need to see. I knew you'd like that, Sean. Um, Here's your basic manual of transitioning out, read it and go do good things. Um, And it's interesting because the military, again, depended upon branch and job that you pick in the military. Um, Your, your basic training boot camp is from like anywhere from like eight weeks to 13 weeks. And then your job training is the length that it is based upon what job you pick. And so months and millions of dollars are spent in indoctrinating you into what that branch and that job wants you to be and look like and do. And then you have five days to get out and it just doesn't compare. (laughs) Five days or five months. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> you mentioned your podcast, right? Medal of Honor, which I love that word medal, like M-E-T-T-L-E. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you arrive at that name? And uh, yeah, tell us what your podcast is about. So, of course, uh, not to be Captain Obvious, um, play on words, for one. It's not the Congressional Medal of Honor. Um, Because that's what I'm steering away from is the the awards and the identity part. But it really is what it says to honor that medal and that grit and perseverance that people have. Um, And and so talking about those stories, when when I started the podcast, there are three basic uh, purposes uh, that I want to accomplish with it. One, the person who is sharing their story. I believe as they share that personal story, they're, they're getting healing and confidence as they share their story, because as you say it, you're, it's forcing you to process whatever that story is. And because you're able to talk about it, I I think that that uh, gives you like a boost of confidence. I think it also for the listener, the second point is for the listener, it, it provides hope. Because so many times with things like mental health, suicide, physical assault, sexual assault, domestic violence, whatever, or just, you know, PTSD from losing a buddy, um, being physically injured, whatever the case may be, um, you can feel like you're all alone, like you're isolated. And and isolating yourself, I believe, is one of the symptoms or uh, of having a mental health issue that you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to be around other people. So if I hear somebody share on a podcast that they are struggling with a particular thing or contemplating suicide, then I know as a listener, I'm not the only one struggling with that. So it it gives me hope to know that there's another person that I'm listening to that's alive and thought about ending it all for whatever reason. And and then the third third purpose of the podcast is uh, to be educational. So last summer, I did a series of 16 veterans who shared their stories on those 
taboo topics that we don't like to talk about and their personal experience of it. And then I got a panel of mental health providers, you know, a clinical psychologist, forensic psychologist, social worker, um, mental health counselor, and talked about what's going on with a person. Uh, like I said, the other, one of the other topics was addiction. And so what's going on with the person's body physiologically, emotionally, um, physically too. Um, so you can say, okay, here's the science behind what's going on with those people who share those stories and potentially you as well, if you're dealing with one of those same things. So at the end of the day, I want somebody, I want to be able to say at the end of an episode, they either learned something or they, they found a story that they can relate to and walk away feeling like they got something, even if it's just a sense of hope. That's powerful. Uh, to And as a leader, that was one of the things that I always did. Like I've been to anger management. I've had, you know, my struggles here and there, and I've always shared it with my soldiers. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think that that made an impact on some, maybe not all, but there were some soldiers that were able to come to me because they had issues. And they knew that they weren't going to be judged. They were going to get the help that they needed. And it was a great thing um, to be able to help them in that way. And I think Mm -hmm. bringing people onto your podcast to share those stories so that others know, hey, I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. There there is others suffering the same way I am, especially when you start thinking about the suicide issue. I mean, that's just, I don't know if we're ever going to get to the bottom of this one. You know, the way the more information that's coming out and, you know, they're saying now it's 44, even more a day. I mean, how do we get to the bottom of that issue? Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. And so, and I will say this, um, I, I do the same thing and actually kind of where I came up with the idea of even doing a podcast, I was getting counseling for PTSD and the psychologist had said to me, you need to find something that you're interested in that you can do to get your butt out of bed because of the depression and me and my infinite wisdom or actually sarcasm. I was like, yeah, there's nothing out there for me. There's nothing that, that I fit into. So forget that. But then I started thinking, trying to come up with something and I love having conversations with people and I love my community that I, that I, the veteran community. So let's see what I can do to get stories from there. And that's how it initially, the idea came to me of doing a podcast. Uh, and, and I, and even since I was doing, started the podcast uh, in 2021, I self-admitted to the psych, to the psych ward. And, you know, a lot of times people will say that there's shame in that. Well, well, if you're ashamed of it, that's on you. But for me, I'm not, yeah. I mean, because even I'll even tell you the first night that I was there, I was there for about uh, 21 days. And the first night that I was there in what we would call the day room um, in the military, the guys were sitting around watching TV and they were just talking about, yeah, my court dates on this date, or I have to wait until this date because my judge, my lawyer, my whatever. And then they, one of them asked me, so what you got, what, what brought you in here besides the police officer? How did you get in here? Um, when's your court date? I'm like, I don't have a court date. And they're like, oh, you just, they haven't told you your court date yet. I'm like, no, I don't have a court date. I don't plan on killing you. So there's no court date. We're good. <laughs> and they're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. I said, I self-admitted to the psych ward. I brought myself in. 
and um the the comments like they're in addition to the laughter of like who does that um or who who would intentionally come to this hell hole and and where you're locked in i'm like i would because i don't want to find myself in your shoes i don't want to be told to be here i don't want to be forced to be here i realized i need help so i went and sought out help and this was the best place I knew to come to. Yeah. I know, right? Boom! <laughs> drop that, drop that bomb of knowledge bomb. Well, you you said a lot, and, and I want to maybe go back because, like, the podcast, right? You had early on when you started talking about Medal of Honor, you know, you talked about how you know it portrays the grit and and just the the drive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that people have to overcome, adapt, and overcome. Um, I think, you know, there was a study done, right? And it's nationally known about, you know, the most successful people. It's not their degrees and things like that. It, it was grit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's subjective. I know people have debated that. But um, so grit, I think, you know, when you hear, so, oh, somebody's got grit, like that's kind of a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. But in the context of your show, what you're talking about with mental health, like grit could sometimes be a handicap for people because mm-hmm. we have this, this perception like, oh, I need to just drive through it. I need, I, I need to, you know, dig deep and, and overcome. Um, and that's grit, but it's not acknowledging that you need help. Yeah, that is a, that is a big issue. And I think, especially we military people, and this is one of the things that I struggled with too, getting out or, or not with getting out. So at the end of my career, I experienced an MST, which is the military sexual assault. And I took responsibility of it happening because what do NCOs do? Um, we, we, if something's broke, we fix it. If something's going wrong, we or needs to happen. We make it happen. So certainly nothing is going to happen to me because I'm the one that makes stuff happen. So it's my own fault that this happened to me. And it took the longest time for me to overcome that mindset. Because it's it's it, it's the mindset that we have in the military. I'm an NCO. I make stuff happen. End of story. You need it fixed. Let me know, and I'm I'm gonna make it happen. But at this point, I what I needed to make happen was finding somebody that could help me. Um, and so, in the midst of going through the investigation, I needed somebody to talk to, and I had to find somebody like where do I go? Who do I talk to? Because one, it's an intimate issue. It's a, it's very personal and intimate. So how, how do I go and just talk to somebody and say, Hey, I need someone to listen. Nobody wants to listen. And I don't want it to be a woe is me because it's not a woe is me. I just need help. So that's when I went to the mental health section of the VA and said, Hey, look, here's my deal. I need to talk to somebody. And so you're right. Having grit and pressing forward is great, but we have to make sure that we don't cross that line of, I can handle it. I've got this. I don't need you. And that's a very thin line of mm-hmm. yeah. having that grit uh, versus I don't need you. I'm an individual. Go help somebody else. It and and so we do have to recognize where we are in that. So, definitely. yeah, I'm definitely with you on that on that one. Yeah, it takes a lot of strength to make that decision to know that you need the help, you know, and 
if you if you pay attention to the signs and especially once you get help once i think it's easier to recognize the signs as they're coming up again i know it was for me you know say like, hey i need to go get you know go get a tune up in the anger department you know because <laughs> I, I could feel it coming on and do something before i wound up being the guy waiting on a court case or or what have you so yeah, I, i've I had think- to check into that garage well the to get those tune ups for anger i mean i'm short <laughs> But that TNT small packages, man, it can I can I can explode. Oh, Sean's a Sean's a big package, so I wouldn't want to make Sean angry. I, <laughs> Everybody wants to poke the bear until he gets mad. So, <laughs> which means you might not have to poke me as much. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. So but yeah, it's it's for sure. Love the concept and what you're doing with the podcast. You've had some amazing guests on. Um, as we we're coming down to the end here, we, we got to close out. Uh, what what is the major thing, you know, if you could say one thing about your podcast and to the audience about what you want them to take away from your podcast, what, what is that for you? Well, I think it, it I think it is what we, what we were just talking about. Uh, we are a community and, and, and this goes for even people who are not military or veteran at all. You may have no connection with the military. That's fine. Whatever you are struggling with, there's somebody else who has experienced the same thing or something similar. Um, it's great to push forward and, and try to get yourself going, but there is absolutely no, nothing wrong with asking for help. And as taboo as suicide can be or mental health issues can be, there are other people who are going through their own dealing with their own demons, as we would say. So, you know, deal with them. And when I say deal with them, that means don't don't let them manage you. Deal with those demons. And if you need somebody to partner with you, find somebody. There is somebody out there, whether it's just a friend, you need a friend to talk to, or you need, you know, a professional help from a medical personnel personnel or whatever the case may be. There's nothing wrong with it. And the people who want to be the naysayers and and laugh and say something's wrong with you that means they're dealing with a much more. Uh, so the takeaway I think with the podcast is that you can hear those stories of other people and how, what has worked for them because what works for one person may or may not work for you. So hearing these different things that people have dealt with and how they've managed their particular issues, try it out, see if it works. And if it does great, if it doesn't, there's something else that'll work for you. So that, that would be the takeaway I think of the podcast is that, it's a place to hear stories, be inspired, be motivated, um, and and ask for help. Like just judgment. Yep. Yeah, I got Perfect a lot bombing. of mics here. I'm dropping. <laughs> just dropping them. Yep. And I think you have you've had somebody who was a guest on the show um, today. I think you have um, tr- uh, David Trimmel. Yeah, tr- Trimmel. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he was on the podcast. Excellent. Great guy. So he he uh, is very supportive of women in the military. Yep. All right, I will shut up. I no, see. That, the, that, I, I see the great. look on your face, Sean. It was like that. It's like here comes the second hand. That's because I got the notice <laughs> that David David's waiting. Yeah, yeah. We, oh, yep. so he's next. Okay. Yep, yeah, he's he's up next. Yep. Well, well, I know you can got... tell him that I trash talk them. <laughs> yeah, he's. I know great. you've got uh, you know your the podcast Anchor.fm uh, slash Metal 
dash of dash honor. You've got your website, right, as well. Um, GAP dash metal of honor dot org. Uh, what's the best way that you prefer people to reach out and connect with you? If they've got questions, want to get involved. <laughs> Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow you and rate. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so it, um, I would say I do have a link tree that I can send you. And on there, it has the different platforms of the podcast, the website, my email address. And I also have a bunch of resources on there, too, because ultimately that's the point of providing resources to people to, that they can tap into. I, that And that's all I can do. I can provide the resources of people's stories and, <clears throat> you know, give an hour or whatever else. You got to take it and use it yep. so, so check out the link tree yeah that we're putting up here and uh yeah tune in for more yep, there you go um yeah we can definitely push out all your information your contact information um tiffany we, we appreciate you coming on sharing your story you got an awesome podcast going on you've had some great guests we wish you continued success and uh, we, we encourage everybody to check out our podcast some amazing stories that will definitely help you um in, in your life uh, especially as you go through the transition and after you transition. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Vet SOS podcast. Remember, don't drown the sea of transition, but grab the Vet SOS lifeline.